Thanks for listening to another great show on the PT Pinecast Media Network. Katie Sutton is here. Hello. Hey, Jimmy McKay. Um, so this is my podcast, but we're launching your podcast on my podcast because we're launching a podcast network. That is correct. I feel like I used the word podcast like 11 times there, but it made sense, yeah. right? <laughs> yes. So the idea is I'm trying to use PT Pinecast as sort of an incubator for a hand, like uh, several handfuls of shows over the next 12 to 18 months. And yours is like gonna be one of the first. And it's called PTA Plus. I think I mentioned that already. Uh, how would you describe it to someone? Like we're just sort of formatting this thing. So there's no wrong answer. But if, so, if you were to try to tell someone like, hey, my show is gonna be about this, what would you say? Yeah, I think um, really what my goal for this show is that we have the opportunity to have PTAs that have additional um, additional things to, to bring to the table because PTAs are generally more than a PTA alone. They typically have something else that they're doing um, alongside with that. So I just kind of want to highlight those things that PTAs are out there doing that are amazing and awesome and yeah, talk about it. And I'm, you know, I like to consider myself pretty creative and I'm good at naming things, but you actually came up with PTA Plus and it was because of something you just said there, which was like, I feel like PTAs are always introducing themselves like, hi, I'm a PTA Plus, I'm an educator, I'm a PTA Plus, mm -hmm. I do this. It was always this PTA Plus, these other things. So that's, that's sort of where the name came from, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're just going to highlight all those other things that PTAs are. All right, so we're going to launch that. PTA Right. So we're going to launch PTA Plus as its own standalone podcast. And then about once a month, for the first couple months anyway, to incubate, to sort of kick this thing off, to expose it, expose it to a large audience. So we're sort of what they call the idea of building in public, right? We could be doing all these things behind the scenes, but we're not. We're like, we're telling people, we're showing people our cards. We're like, we're building a podcast in front of you, kind of tearing back that fourth wall Absolutely. and saying, we're doing yeah. this. This is how we're doing this. Uh, so this is your first episode on your show. You're sharing it on my stream. Who did you talk to? And like, what should people look forward to with this conversation? The first person that I talked to is Chris Junkins. He is a PTA, um, but he is also just about everything that fills in that plus part um, to being a PTA plus. So he's got all kinds of things going on. He's an athletic trainer. He is an advocate for PTs and PTAs, um, has been for many, many years. His historical perspective on PTAs is just outstanding. It's incredible um, the amount of information that he has and the level participated in governance and um, pushing that ally. And he's going to be a, a great a great person for everybody to hear the first PTA Plus podcast. I'm excited. And he was also he was also featured in APTA magazine um, maybe a couple issues ago. Uh, you know uh, the, the 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 title of the thing was called like the Barefoot Gang or something like that, right? Yeah, I don't know that that was the exact title of the magazine or the um, article, but it was about the Barefoot Gang, which is um, essentially a, a gang of eight PTAs that um, got together and became really good friends, close friends, and, and just accomplished all kinds of things back in the day um, when PTAs really didn't have a whole lot of a whole lot of uh, vote and they didn't have a whole lot of say in APTA, and they they stepped forward and got the work done and. I think that they set us on a track that's um, changed really the trajectory for PTAs today. Love it. All right. Yeah. All right. So I, I love me some ado, but without further ado, I think we should just kick off the first episode of your podcast, which is made for what and by what? For PTAs, by PTAs. All right. So welcome everybody to PTA Plus. This is your show. Go ahead.
Awesome. Welcome, everybody. Can't wait to talk. You know, one thing I always impress with my students, the 32 that I've had, is wherever you work, make yourself valuable. Take advantage of any opportunity. Because I never had a game plan. I mean, I came out of high school, went to PTA school, graduated from there, uh, got my associate's degree and started working. And I've been a clinician throughout all of this. Got my bachelor's degree in 81. They had a, a sports program where you could become an athletic trainer. Back then, you could also become an athletic trainer and then I passed the, the ATC exam. So I've also been an athletic trainer for about 22 years. Covering Another sports. blank that we can fill in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but it's just yeah. an opportunity I took advantage of and it made me more valuable yeah. as a PTA, so. Hello everyone, welcome to the PTA Plus podcast. My name is Katie Sutton and I am your host. Uh, this is a podcast where it is by PTAs for PTAs and we talk all things physical therapist assistant. Thank you for joining us for our inaugural show. Uh, today's guest is Chris Junkins. Chris is a physical therapist assistant. He is an athletic trainer. He is a co-business owner. He is an avid runner. Chris has been a clinical instructor for 32 PTA students, and that is um, just amazing and probably deserves an award of its own. Um, so I'm pretty excited for you to hear his story. Chris is also a member of the Barefoot Gang, and if you're curious what that is, you're going to have to listen to the rest of the show to find out. We are super excited to have Chris. I think that Chris might have to come back for another episode because um, he just has so much information. He has this rich background of physical therapist assistance, where we've been, where we're going. So we might have to bring him back along with the rest of the Barefoot Gang. So this is a show you're not going to want to miss. We're excited to have you. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy. Thank you for coming on, Chris. Um, my name is Katie Sutton, and I'm the host for the PTA Plus podcast. And we are um, a podcast that is for PTAs by PTAs. So um, the name of the PTA Plus podcast kind of came about because um, when I think of the role of the physical therapist assistant, we are rarely ever a PTA alone. There's typically something else that we have our hands into at the same time. So we're always a PTA plus, and then we can just fill in our own blanks. And so for me, I'm a PTA plus, I'm an educator, plus I'm an advocate. Um, I'm an advocate for the profession. I'm an advocate for PTAs. Um, and then we can fill up with anything we've got going on. And Chris, I'm so excited to have you um, <laughs> because I think we can fill in a lot of blanks <laughs> with you. <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, Chris, you are a PTA, and you've been a PTA for quite some time. You're frozen. Uh-oh. Am I back? I've lost you. Oh. oh, no, no, no. Now I see. Now you're back. You kind of froze. Okay. Well, hopefully Sorry. we can clean that up later. So. <laughs> so. <clears throat> yeah, so you're a PTA, and you've been a PTA for quite some time. How long have you been and a PTA? So I started in August of 1976, so going on 47 years this August. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Um, not only have you been a PTA for that amount of time, but you've been a clinical instructor for 32 students. Is that what? 32 students, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, and you're married to a physical therapist assistant, I correct? I am. 
met yeah. her on my first job in Anderson. Yes. Oh, wow. Wow. That's crazy. Do you talk about anything other than physical therapy? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, we do. We have two daughters and two granddaughters and life is full. Matter of fact, we're going on a trip in May to celebrate our 40th anniversary. We're rafting the Colorado River seven days, six nights. That is incredible. And I am incredibly jealous. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to it. We're excited. So absolutely you'll have to share photos later yeah 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 great so um just to kind of give our listeners a little bit of background i met you at the house of delegates i think in 2021 yeah so i think that was the first time i met you in person mm -hmm. and um you and i were both running for an office position and and i lost um <laughs> and i did too <laughs> So, but that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, it was okay. <laughs> There's always something ahead, right? But it was I was really weekend. Yeah, it was. It was a great, and that was around our centennial too. So there was yeah. all kinds of amazing things happening yes, that weekend. Great. It was yeah. an awesome experience to be there. But what really caught um, me was whenever I was talking to you, I recognized that you had been in service to the APTA and to the profession for a long period of time, and you saw a need and decided to just go for it and fill the need if you could like this wasn't something you had to do was run for office you just chose to do it and step up to the plate and and help out where you could well yeah i, I also had a lot of good mentors that kind of pushed me or asked me to go along the way i know uh, my first job in Anderson, uh, John Dean, back then they called him chief physical therapist. And most PT clinics were in hospitals and we did inpatient and outpatient together. And John Dean would close the clinic and take us all PT and PTAs to the state meetings and even to the national meetings. So he gave me my first taste of going to the meetings and seeing what that was all about. And after sitting in the meetings for a while, I realized that the people up there that were talking to me down there in the audience knew what was going on and they were making the decisions and they were they not that they had the power but they had the inside scoop and after a while i wanted to be up there i wanted to help make the decisions and and be one of the movers and shakers and it just kind of um went from there after i left the um his service i joined uh well i moved to the beach and i worked at myrtle beach grand, grand strand hospital for a year with a good physical therapist named jeff falkel and he got me back into running. And as I told you earlier, uh, running has been a big part of my life as well as physical therapy. And Jeff was an ex-Olympic swimmer who injured his shoulder. So he got into running and he really pushed me. As a matter of fact, he bought me my first pair of running shoes. I was running in oh, tennis wow. shoes. How cool. So we hit it off and we actually presented at the um, our, our state meeting in South Carolina on aerobics now this was back in 78 so the aerobics was fairly new back then new concept and then he really pushed me to run and then when i left there i went to rock hill for about 13 years and worked with two great therapists who really pushed me to be uh better than i am i mean we they taught me how to do physical therapy the correct way ethically uh, the patient always came first to be involved to always take advantage of any opportunity that came my way and it was a really good experience because when I left there, I got I joined a very prestigious uh, physical uh, private practice group, Vaughn Buchanan Shelley, David Vaughn, J J um, Butch Buchanan, and Kirk and Janet Shelley. This group was amazing, and they were movers and shakers in our association. And they really 
pushed me to get involved on the state level and then the national level. And that's where I really took off. I got um, elected to offices, uh, served on the state level, the national level. Butch was um, on the state licensure board and he uh, put my name in the hat. You had to be appointed by the governor to get on the state licensure board. So wow. I was appointed to the board and served 19 years on the board. Even And, and the nice thing is that I was the first PTA to serve as chair of our licensure board. Uh, and uh, also was a delegate for our uh, meetings there and, and presented at one of the meetings there. So that was awesome experience. I'm still involved. Uh, since I came off the board, I'm on the IRC committee, which is an investigative committee. So basically what we do on the committee is any complaints about physical therapy or uh, PT or PTAs comes to the committee. Then we decide based on what we're seeing, does it need to go on to the board to be investigated or yeah. not? So mm -hmm. we have four meetings here on that. Anyway, yeah. That's a tough job. Through all of that, um, the people that I've worked with have really uh, been champions to get me going and motivated and help me pretty much get into the positions I've been in, really. And uh, yeah. it's been a good ride. And yeah. then after I left BBS, they sold. Uh, the four partners are retired. And things really changed there. So then I decided next time I wanted to work for myself. So I got uh, – so some of us ex-BBS people – started our own businesses and Mike Dosher and I uh, and his wife Kathy Dosher and another partner we started Dosher Physical Therapy mm -hmm. we will celebrate our 25th anniversary as a practice in uh, April well this month April April 20 uh, 28th I think and we have five offices and and we have really done well so uh, it's been very satisfying to be an owner yeah. and um, just to just to wear that hat on top of everything else and I Absolutely. still have been pretty well involved with all the activities mm -hmm. on the state and national level too. So anyway, yeah, that's a little bit absolutely. about my background. Yeah. And like I said, you fill in a lot of those. I'm a PTA plus I'm a business owner. Yes, yes. I'm a runner. Right. <laughs> you know, we're never just a PTA. No. There's always something that we can add on to that. Yeah. So pretty impressive. Well, like I said too, you know, one thing I always impressed with my students, the 32 that I've had is wherever you work, make yourself valuable take advantage of any opportunity because I never had a game plan. I mean, I came out of high school, went to PTA school, graduated from there, uh, got my associate's degree and started working. And I've been a clinician throughout all of this. Mm -hmm. Today I had 11 patients. That's why I was almost late for this. <laughs> so I've always treated patients as well as yeah. wearing the other hats. But, you know, even at VBS, Von Buchanan Shelley, they gave it, I had, I uh, got my bachelor's degree in 81 and they had a, a sports program where you could become an athletic trainer. Back then, you could also become an athletic trainer, uh, not just through curriculum, but you could also do it through hours earned. So I got my, fifth, I think it was about 1,500 hours under an ATC. Uh, I had to take a couple of ATC classes, and then I passed the, the ATC exam. So I've also been an athletic trainer for about 22 years. Covering Another sports. blank that we can fill in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but it's just yeah. an opportunity I took advantage of, and it made me more valuable yeah. as a PTA. So, oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And I always tell people, um, my story is, um, and I'm just not, I'm not going to talk a lot about my story, but I um, went to one combined section meeting. I was, uh, my boss recommended that I go, and I showed up, and I was absolutely clueless. And I remember <laughs> like standing in the exhibit hall, looking around, and thinking to myself, 
I've been missing this all these years. I've been missing this. Exactly. And so what I did was when I got home, I went to the website for Ohio Physical Therapy Association. I started looking up the leaders in Ohio. I wrote down names. I found the people who I needed to talk to so that I could ask them questions. And it wasn't because I wanted to be bothersome or intrusive, but I felt that it was important that I knew who was making these decisions, who, who was in charge, who did I need to talk to, what kind of influence do they have? And I just kind of started hanging around. And I think eventually they were like, well, we're going to give you something to do since you just keep showing up. And (laughs) so, you know, I just kept showing up. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all you need to do. You just show up and they'll find Absolutely. something for you to do. So. Absolutely. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah. So after our meeting, you and I met and, and got to know each other a little bit. Um, yeah. And I don't know that we've really had the chance to run into each other too much since then. But it was like maybe a year or two later, I read this article in APTA <laughs> magazine <laughs> about the barefoot. And I was like, hey, I know that guy. <laughs> So you read the article about the Barefoot Gang. Uh, article about the, the Barefoot Gang, yeah. And I was yeah. significantly intrigued. And so um, since I knew you, and I figured I had an in, I, I figured you would be the first person I could bring onto the podcast because I wanted to pick your brain about the, <laughs> the, the Barefoot Gang. So can you tell us some about that? So <clears throat> it goes back to, again, service on the national level. So we all had been elected to the National Assembly. So keep in mind, and we'll kind of get into this sometime later, but uh, the PTAs have had three structures that give them a voice within the uh, APTA and the House of Delegates. It started with the Affiliate Assembly, which I served in uh, from, I think, 89 to about 98. And then the National Mm -hmm. Assembly came about in 98. Uh, And then we all were, the, the group of us, the Barefoot Gang, there are eight of us, were elected to office there and served on the National Assembly. So I was elected as vice president and chief delegate. Of, uh, and so I served in the House of Delegates with one delegate. And, um, you know, we, we were the voice of the PTA in the House. We would bring forth motions. We didn't have a vote, but we could uh, bring motions and we could speak to motions. And um, so the Barefoot Gang was born out of that because we did some very intensive work. I mean, there was a lot of change going on at that time. Mm-hmm. And as the Barefoot Gang on the board, they were, so let me give you the names. Okay, so Debbie Borman and Nancy Brocks, they were, um, so we had a, the background of this, so, so we had the National Assembly, so we had a board of directors, vice president, vice president, treasurer, secretary, a couple of directors, and then we had, um, just like the House of Delegates and APTA, they have a board of directors, and they have a house. Mm-hmm. We also had a house. So this is kind of like within the PTA. It it mimicked exactly what the PT House of Delegates were. So the PTA, they had one PTA delegate from each state elected. They would come to our meeting on Saturday, Saturday and Sunday before the house started, the the big house, the PT house. And so we would meet and we would have, uh, um, we would have Robert's Rules of Order. You would have uh-huh. Debbie and Nancy were the uh, uh, presiding officer and vice presiding officer. That, so they ran the meeting. The PTA delegates would get up and present motions and speak to motions and pass or, or defeat motions. And then uh, once we did all of that, then we would kind of form the RCs that we wanted to take to the house. So that, so that work was done in our little mini house with Debbie uh, Borman and Nancy Brock. David Emrick was the uh, president. I was the vice president and uh, chief delegate. 
Brad Thuringer was treasurer, secretary. Cherie Metz, one of the Barefoot Gang members, was secretary. And then um, John Lemberger was my delegate <clears throat> under me. So we, we would sit in the house and we would do our business. Uh, even though we didn't have a vote, I will mm -hmm. say this. <clears throat> we learned to work the house very well. And what yeah. we would do is yeah. we would get other states to that were... Um, and, and I don't mean to sound this like it was adversarial, but back then it was there was a lot of controversy with PT, PTAs, yeah. and what they thought was too much time taken up with PTA issues in the House, which wasn't really true. Most of the PTA issues were brought up by other states, and we usually were just defending ourselves. Hmm. But we would um, bring forth these RCs and get up and speak forth, and we would get most of them passed. 98% of what we wanted passed were passed. It was, it was an interesting time. So throughout all of that, I mean, there was a lot of intensive work. Uh, and we decided, too, that the structure, the National Assembly structure, really wasn't working because it was too much work. And we didn't need to have a mini house to uh, to mimic what the House of Delegates yeah, were doing. We just needed to have like a, lot a of meeting. Work, yeah. A lot of work. We just needed to have yeah. a meeting, come together, speak about issues, and decide what RCs out of that meeting. It still have still structured meeting with some rules, Robert's Rules of Order. So... Our goal as a, as the um, National Assembly, we had uh, five key things that we wanted to see. Having come out of the affiliate assembly and our leadership was not very strong because we were young and we just we just weren't on par with the PTs. We wanted to make sure that we had licensure for all PTAs in every state because back then we didn't. Half yeah. the states had licensure, some had certification, some had nothing. Yeah. We thought that was very important to get licensure because it ensures job security. Absolutely. So we got licensure. We wanted to get the full vote, which finally passed. And mm -hmm. so PTAs now have a full vote on the chapter level and in mm -hmm. most sections. Mm -hmm. And then we wanted to have some kind of advanced recognition so PTAs <clears throat> could be recognized for their service in certain areas. So we have that now. And then we felt like we needed a new structure, which became the PTA caucus. Excuse me, I got a call. <laughs> yeah, so that got, um, so that was a, that, that was a long process to get to where you were, though. Like this didn't this. just happen overnight. No, this was that's what I said, and so that's how we became the Barefoot Gang. It was so much work, but yet we became very good friends because we were. I mean, we were late nights. You know how the meetings go. You're up oh, all yeah. late yeah. nights, getting dinner when you can, early mornings, and uh, I will say this: working with those people was probably one of the most incredible experiences of my life. We put our egos aside and we got in there and we knew, you know, we just worked for the common good of the PTA and the association. And it was just amazing the things that we got done. It was just, I mean, those seven people made me so much better. So anyway, we're close friends. And what we do now have been doing for the last few years, we meet at each other's uh, home states and spend a weekend or a week together and just travel around and see different things. So two years ago, they met in South Carolina and I showed them the sites there. Yeah, Last year we met in host, Alabama. <laughs> we met in Alabama with Cherie and this year we're going to Tahoe. Um, that's a long story. So a lot of us missed the Tahoe trip two years ago when John Lindberger lived out there because of COVID. So we want to go back and, and redo that trip. So we're going to Tahoe in June to, to get together again and we just and um you know we just get together and have a good time and enjoy each other we text each other about every day we still talk about 
you know, we keep up with PT issues. Um, and most of the barefoot gang are quite accomplished. Uh, they're they're yeah. owners of clinics. Uh, Debbie's the CEO of a hospital. Nancy's over, um, she's over, um, oh, I can't think now. Anyway, some, she does, she has some big title in the hospital. You know, it's just amazing how talented all these PTAs are. Oh, yeah. That was one of the first things that I noticed um, when I read the article was every single one of you have an advanced degree. Um, mm -hmm. you, you didn't just stop at be becoming a P PTA. You right. furthered your knowledge and your education and you yeah. sought more and, yeah. Um, yeah, seeking knowledge all the time. Yeah. And I find the friendship part. Um, just very endearing. I, I have a group of friends as well that I know I can rely on for not just professionalism, like development and, and networking, and um, but also for like family and friend issues, you know, exactly. life yeah. life events and things. We we can celebrate together and cry together. And, and I have a group as well like that. And there's something that's just really special about that. It really is. I mean, they become your family or your second family. And, and you're right. You can go to them with anything. They're there. They got your back the whole time. And and they understand because they've been in the profession and they just, you know, they just and they're really smart people. Yeah. <laughs> Very smart yeah, son. absolutely. <clears throat> and it sounds like now I have seven more guests to line up on the podcast, right? <laughs> and you, you need to because they will bring a unique um, perspective. To everything about this yeah basically. absolutely yeah. yeah so um if you're listening shout out you're next <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll, we'll plan something to get everybody else on so right yeah awesome so some other things that you have um been into you've been working on this timeline a pta timeline or you've done some work on this pta timeline well we just created it uh back you know like I said, since I've been involved from the affiliate assembly through the national assembly to the PTA caucus, <clears throat> there have a lot, been a lot of um, big events that have happened, particularly yeah. for PTAs throughout the years. Some good, some bad, uh, but it's been interesting. Well, we're in the right direction now. But yeah, it's yeah. a timeline and it just kind of start, starts in 1964 and it just goes up to about 2017 because I've kind of gotten out of the loop after that. So I'm not really sure. And, and like, so now I understand too, the PTA has a new structure. The PTA caucus goes away and I think it's called a That's PTA coming. engagement group. Yes. Um, so, so it will be called a council instead of a caucus okay. um, and act as an engagement group. Yeah. So there, there are definitely some changes coming and yeah. I don't know, maybe, maybe you and I can work on this timeline a little bit. You know, yeah, update it. You'll have to update it because you're the newbie now. See, oh, I'm the old <laughs> dog, so you have to carry on the tradition. <laughs> well, I think that that would be an honor to carry on the tradition. Um, I love history. Um, I had the opportunity to work on the APTA Centennial Steering Committee, um, before we had the Centennial, and that was just an incredible journey. Um, lots of lifelong friendships that I made there, but so much that I learned. Like, you think you know the history of the profession, but you you really don't um yes. you know so the pta we turned 50 the pta um right. in 2019 i think right i think so yeah 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 because yeah because in the timeline <clears throat> they started studying what a pta would be in 1967 it was an ad hoc committee to study the utilization and training and back then they were called non-professional assistants and then the first PTAs graduated from two associate degrees in 19 or from two associate degree programs in 1969. 
and that was um, Miami-Dade, Florida, and St. Mary's campus in Minnesota. So that was the two, first two PTA programs in 69. And then... And if I'm not I, mistaken, they're still going, right? Those programs are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're, they're one of the other. And Greenville Tech, too. Greenville Tech's one of the oldest programs where I graduated from. I graduated in 76, but... Um, I think they had programs in 19, well, the, this was 69, so I, I'm pretty sure we graduated, uh, started graduating in 71, so it's a pretty old program, too, very good yeah. program, so. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, and then, um, so then in 1970, APTA, PTAs were granted temporary membership at APTA, how nice of that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> And then <laughs> in 73. And then the we kept hanging around. Exactly. <laughs> and they were like, fine, we're going to give you something to do. Yeah, like gnats, and they couldn't get us away. Yeah. <laughs> so the PT, in 1973, the PTA affiliate membership um, passed. The APTA House of Delegates passed that motion by one vote. Wow. To allow us affiliate membership. One vote. Wow. It was very, no. uh, it, it was uh, debated heavily. Yeah. During so that time, when, was that an additional, like, so you could be a member, but then you had to pay extra to be an affiliate member? So that's when the affiliate assembly was formed in 1983. Cheryl, and this is some history that people need to know because uh, these are PTAs that started this. Cheryl Carpenter Davis, PTA MED, and uh, along with Virginia Bunny May, who was a PT, and Tricia Garrison, who's a big name, a PTA, led a group of PTAs, and they organized organized the voice for the PTAs by forming the, back then it was the affiliate special interest group. And they began establishing regions and distributing newsletters. And then um, they, the House of Delegates in 89 amended the bylaws to approve the new component assemblies. And that's when the affiliate assembly was formed. And Carpenter Davis was the first president, giving PTAs a formal voice. So the affiliate delegates were elected from each state. And we actually sat in the House of Delegates because I was elected hmm. and sat so we could sit with our state representatives in the yeah. house and speak to and all, but we still only had a half a vote in the house. Yeah. PTs had a yeah. full vote. And um, the affiliate assembly board of directors consisted of a president, vice president, secretary, treasurer, director, and two delegates. And it, you had to pay $25 separate dues to be a member. So that was a thing. So you could be a member of that and not necessarily be a member of APTA. So I oh, wow. That's crazy. crazy. Yeah. 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 Huh. So, that lasted until 98. And then, so the caveat with that was the National Assembly was born. Again, it had the board of directors and the mini house. The problem was they took us out of the house. So we couldn't sit with our delegation anymore. So we had our own little house. Our two delegates went to the house and sat. The, the PTA representatives, they were called RBNA uh, reps back then after, uh, after the affiliate assembly went away. So they would sit in the back of the room at tables and they would pass notes to the delegates. I'd get notes all the time. Do this, do that. I'm thinking, you don't understand. You can't just do this, do that. So well, it, it was an interesting period, yeah. but um, so that's where the National Assembly was born. Okay. And uh, we lasted seven years and got a lot of work done. Really worked hard on the full vote. We did get the licensure, the advanced recognition and the new structure for the PTA caucus. And mm -hmm. we improved our leadership. Like I said, in the affiliate assembly back then, uh, we would get too emotional. Um, it just wasn't good because I sat in some houses where it was very uncomfortable sitting in the house because, you know, PTs get up to that mic and they 
say things. And a lot of RCs were passed that um, there was one RC that was passed that said only a PT could own a PT practice. Well, there were several PTAs, including myself back then, that co-owned a practice. Yeah. Now, you know, that's a policy. It's not law, but that was APTA's policy. Only PTA, only PTs could own a physical therapy practice. Interesting. Yeah. So that put us out of compliance. I mean, I wasn't going to sell my practice, but there, there you have it. And then they passed some other RCs that said um, only a PT could perform certain procedures like sharp debridement and, mm-hmm. uh, and the manual manipulation stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of PTAs, including myself, did uh, wound care forever, and yeah. I did sharp debridement. Hmm. And so that kind of took that out of our hands back yeah. then. Yeah. That's since changed, and things have moved along. But uh, I know that Pennsylvania came up with an RC that tried to they, – they wanted to limit how much PTA issues came before the House of Delegates because they felt like we were taking up too much of the House's valuable time with PTA issues. <laughs> When in fact, the PTA issues were brought up by states like Pennsylvania to take up time because they didn't want us to do this or didn't want us to do that. So it was a rocky time. Yeah, yeah I bet. But we, we improved our leadership a lot and uh, they were very professional mm-hmm. and diplomatic and we earned the respect of the, the board of directors uh, through that time. And when the new structure came about, PTA caucus, uh, you know, our, pre- you know, Amy, um, Amy Smith was president or she was, well, they didn't have president. We just had delegate, chief delegate and delegate. And then the, and then the uh, delegates met in in the meeting and uh, Amy was a great president. I mean, she really, you know, when the national assembly went away and she became president, oh man, she really, and I remember when Amy was just a student, Yeah, I never thought (laughs) Amy Smith would be what she became. You talk about evolving from a green PTA student to a leader, oh my goodness, oh, Amy yeah. impresses yeah. me to this day. I mean, oh, yeah. me he's too. invited to be on panels and sit up there mm-hmm. on the dais with the APTA leaders. I mean, she's strong. Yeah. She, she, she led, is incredible. Yeah. she really is incredible. And now you have David Harris, but all the leadership has really been uh, just remarkable. And, and the PTA should be proud of the leadership we have because they've oh, done absolutely. an excellent job. Mm-hmm. So now yeah. we have the new we have the new council, and I don't know where that's going, but anyway we'll see but you but you and your barefoot gang friends and all of the other ptas that that you've mentioned and pts um you all went through this evolution this process and it Mm -hmm. was long and it was hard and sometimes uncomfortable but it sounds like you learned so much from that process so like knowing that we're going into changes what what kind of advice would you give us right now you know we we know we're we're walking into some unknown waters so what, what's the, what's something that we should keep in mind? Forward? The biggest thing is, you know, keep an open mind. Don't get defensive. Listen to what everybody's presenting and keep the open line of communication. The biggest thing is listen, because if you listen, you learn. If you try to over talk, you, you're just shouting at each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, with these new times and what's going on now, and I think, you know, the, the base has been set by the past leadership that now I think APTA will listen more. And so when the two sides meet to see what's going on and how this new structure is going to go about, I think uh, the new leadership will have um, 
the ear of the house or the ear of the APTA board. And I would anticipate it would uh, be more, um, it'd just be easier to go through than what we went through. <laughs> it won't be, yeah. um, because not, I wouldn't say hostile, but <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, it, it got a little heated sometimes. But yeah. uh, I mean, mainly, you know, just, just be open-minded, but be firm in what you want too. I mean, if there's certain things, you know, the PTAs have come a long way and we've gained a lot of things. We don't want to go backwards. And it's not that we want to be PTs or anything, but we just kind of want an equal say in the house <clears throat> because the house of delegates is your association. It's not like in the clinic, of course, in the PT, in the clinic, the PT, you know, they, they're in charge and we yep. assist mm -hmm. the PT as we PTAs. Yep. We understand that. Mm -hmm. But on, on the association, you know, that's policy and procedures that, or past that affect how I work. I mean, there were times, you know, back in the day, they passed things that said PTAs were paraprofessionals, which we didn't like that name at all. We didn't ever consider ourselves a paraprofessional. We consider ourselves professionals, even though we have. And the problem was because they said, well, you only have a two year degree, an associate degree. So the PT is a professional, the PTA is a paraprofessional. Well, not necessarily. <laughs> and, I, and I kept trying to, make them understand there are a lot of bright PTAs and you're just you're just dismissing a whole group that could help solve some of these issues that we need to be facing like reimbursement you know fair reimbursement for the PT and the PTA and and uh, direct access and things like that let's don't be infighting we want to work together as a PT and the PTA to further the profession and so I think we've done that. And I think the National Assembly advanced that. And the PTA caucus certainly has with a good group of people like Amy, Sean Bagby, David Harris. Um, there's so many names that, you know, are out there now that are, are, are doing good work. Uh, I mean, I don't know what's ahead. I don't really know why the council has come about. Because like I said, I've been out of the loop for that. So I'm not sure why we changed. I thought the caucus was working very well. And I thought it would stay in, in, in existence forever. Which things do change. This will be our fourth structure since I've yeah, been involved. Yeah. Change is um, inevitable, right? <laughs> yeah, it seems to be. Yeah, I mean the PTs don't change that much, but we certainly do. So, but that's okay. We, you know, like I said, I always thought PTA was we were always evolving. From mm -hmm. when I started in the '70s to the way we do things now, even the profession, we've evolved so much. So, PTAs have evolved too. And there's even oh, yeah. some talk Absolutely. about moving the PTA from. The, the associate degree to the bachelor's. Now there are pros and cons and to discussion. both sides of that. Yeah. So yeah. There, there's a lot of pros and cons to both sides of that argument. Mm -hmm. so. I think that you see a lot of um, PTAs now that do have additional degrees. Um, I mean, I, I work in academia and yes, yes. a lot of our students come in with a bachelor, yes. bachelor's already got degree a bachelor. already or continue on to, to get another um, degree. I know I furthered my degree, but it wasn't in physical therapy. I, I went for my bachelor's degree. I got my master's degree and um, would consider further education. But I became a PTA because I wanted to be a PTA. You know, right. this is this is a career for me. It's not a stepping stone. Exactly. Same here. That's exactly right. I, I wanted to be a PTA. I didn't want to be a PT. Uh, I got my associate's degree. I got a bachelor's degree in physical education and mm -hmm. taught one year in PE. But I, I put that. myself through the bachelor's <laughs> degree by working PRN as a PTA at the orthopedic hospital in Charlotte. So that helped. And then uh, when I became owner of the clinic, I went back in 2009 and got my master's in management because I felt like I mm -hmm. needed that to help run the business. And all. So you're right. 
you know, back when I was um, coming up in the 70s, uh, most P most PTAs graduated high school, went to the two-year program, and that was it. But that all changed around the 90s, and then it became a second career. Like David Emmerich, who was president, and um, John Lindberger, they had careers before they became mm -hmm. PTAs. Yeah. So PTA was a second career for them. And hence, like you said, a lot of these PTAs now, this is a second career, and they bring in so much more because they have uh, degrees from other walks of life that kind of enrich them and make them more valuable within the PTA world or the PT world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think that, you know, just hearing what you've said about the evolution and what the PTA kind of looks like right now, but I think of all the names that you've mentioned and many of those have mentored me as well. So, so I'm seeing those connections yes. coming down the line. So yes. everything you did was not for nothing because those well, connections nice have been embedded and in yes. the names that you're saying, I'm like, yeah, they've mentored me too. Yes. They've reached out to me too and, and helped me. And yes, mm -hmm. I've went to them for advice. So, I mean, yes. it's just a pipeline um, that we started to build and we're, we're looking at the future and what our future leaders look like. Um, you know, and I don't know that I consider myself a leader in anything, but I know that in the positions that I'm in and the positions that I'm serving, I'm constantly thinking about the future and what this is going to look like for PTAs in 10 or 20 years. But those things happen because somebody was willing to say yes. True. Somebody's willing to say, yes, I'll work on this instead of say, yeah, it's not, it's not my problem or I'm not going to exactly. work on it. And, well, and this is exactly who you are. I, I'm going to call you a yes man because when <laughs> I reached out and said, hey, um, I'd like you to do this podcast with me. Have you ever listened to um, PT Pinecast? And you're like, I've never even heard a podcast, but sure, I'll come on. Why not? And I'm like, okay, who does that? <laughs> Chris <laughs> Junkins does that. <laughs> I do. Well, you know, I got talking to him webinars and, you know, Sean got me doing webinars with him on certain things and never done that before. I'm not, you know, I've, I've had to speak in front of a lot of people. I've had to do a lot of presentations and stuff. Never comfortable with it. Never. I'm never comfortable with the way I look on camera. I try not to be too geeky or move too funny. You know, it's just, it's just one of those things. But I do have a passion for trying to move the profession forward uh, and also move the PTA forward. I mean, that's my, I'm a PTA and I feel like we bring a lot to the table. Uh, you know, I feel like we work, I think in the clinic, we are the glue of the clinic, not to put anything against PTs, but I feel like we're the ones who, when a PT's got a new, a new eval that just came in, okay, I'll take that extra patient, put it on my schedule. I'll keep things rolling while you make sure that, that P, that patient gets evaled. You know, we're the ones who do that. And some PTs do that too, but you know, basically it's the PTA to me, that's the glue of the clinic that keeps things moving, keeps things running. They come in, they know, okay, I got this many patients on my schedule today. Oh, but you got to add these two because, okay, that's fine. Let's work it out. And, and you know, yeah. I just think mm -hmm. that we bring a lot to the table in many ways. We, yes. I think we have a lot of skills that are um, very transferable into other portions of, of life and other, uh, other things that we do. And we're kind of like a chameleon. Um, if you think of how many PTs that you might work under and, Everybody kind of has their own ways and their own yeah. thoughts and theories mm -hmm. and philosophies. And we 
align with each one of those mm-hmm. to try to give the ba- best patient outcome. So I've always kind of thought of us as a little bit of, um, you know, a chameleon, you know, we, we change to, to match and mold what we, what the needs are of the clinic yeah. and the PT and the patient. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a very good analogy too, because you're right. Um, in, in our, in our practice, so we, we don't, we have a team, PT, PTA team. We'll try to keep it that way. Uh, I know other clinics who may have three PTAs under one PT. And, and, you know, in my career, I've worked under some really good PTs. They've always mm-hmm. been, um, they've always, we've always worked as a team. They never felt like, mm-hmm. well, you're just a PTA. You do what I say. They never did that. They listen, you know, we work as a team. We yeah. collaborate. You know, what do you think, Chris? This is what I think, you know, that kind of thing. So I've been lucky. And that's not always that way. Other PTAs have their stories where it doesn't always work that way. But I feel like, you know, if if you if you can just communicate, work well together, because it's all about the patient. It's not about me. It's not about the PT. Mm-hmm. It's about the patient. That's the Absolutely. end game. If you just keep that focus, we're here for the patient. Let's what can we do that works best for the patient? Everything should work out well. Communicate, talk about it, you know, bring your skills to the table and that kind of thing. But like I said, I've been very lucky. Most PTs I work with. Um, have been great uh, and I'm, I'm still good friends with all the ones I used to work with and haven't been around you know in a while um, and you know it's been a great I have to say looking back and you making me do this I think back on the career now not making me I didn't mean it that way but I was just thinking I, I kind of was, was like please do this <laughs> yeah. but I was just thinking back with all the PTs I've worked with and how how good they were. Even the young ones that I mentored some, cause they would come to me and say, yeah. what do you think about this, Chris? And I would say, you know, there's no shame in that. I mean, we all learn. I mean, I, I had enough after a while, I got enough experience that I could help them with stuff, but yeah. you know, there were just some really good people. I miss a lot of them to this day. I, you know, I mm-hmm. thought about, I haven't seen so-and-so in a long time. And you know, you work 10 years in one place and 10 years in another and you move around the state. And then I think back on all the, um, well, within our within our chapter, all the people I worked with on the state chapter mm-hmm. level, the board of directors, all the presidents I've worked under, like Lisa Saladin and and those and she Lisa and I, who she's been very big in APTA. We are very close, very good. We've done so much work together. We respect each other. We are friends on Facebook. You know, we see each other at the meetings, and it's like we just picked up. Uh, there's just so many, and I think back on how blessed I've been to have had this kind of career and to meet those kind of people, not just PTAs, but PTs and how brilliant all these people are. And they've made me so much better because, you know, you're just exposed to so many ideas and uh, it's just, it's just, I'm just lucky. I'm just very lucky. I think about it and I think, my gosh, the things I've got to do and the things I've got to see and the people I've got to work with and all the travel I got to do to all the cities and all the great dinners. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's just amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And I don't think that your work has been for nothing because you have an award named after you in South Carolina. <laughs> it's a, you had the, to bring um, that up, didn't you? I did, yes, yeah, because did. I'm, I'm thoroughly impressed. And, of course, one of our good friends, Barney, um, just received that award. So um, well I'm really deserved, proud of him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So congrats to, to Barney. But yeah. yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's saying something that that shows that you've really put the work into it when um, your chapter recognizes you as somebody who has clinical excellence and has shown that and, and been a model for everyone. So way to go. I, I yeah. I'm, my CV is like 
a quarter of what your CV is. And I'm thinking, you know, so if I give myself another 10 or 20 years, maybe I'll come tiny bit closer to what Chris has done. So I didn't send that to be showy. I wasn't trying to show off. I just wanted to, I want, and I, I give those to my students too, to say, look, oh, yeah. I started out as a PTA mm-hmm. and this I've taken, again, it's taking advantage of your opportunities and growing and evolving and said, and this is where I came from and this is where I'm at now. It's all because I stepped up, you know, I volunteered. I wanted to be involved. I wanted to be one of the decision makers. And, you know, after a few years, you're just doing that stuff and you get, it just adds up. And so then you get this CV that looks like that, I yeah. guess. Well, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed reading it. So I'm glad that you did share it with me. And I didn't find it showy at all. I well, think that it's a great representation of everything that you've done in your work. Um, well, and you. I'm just super excited that now I have the opportunity. And now that I have the hookup with the rest of the Barefoot Gang, yes. you know, maybe I can be like the the, the wheel, <laughs> the, the third wheel. <laughs> we need a wheel sometimes. We get rudderless. And I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you've, you've given me an end with the rest of them. And I can't wait to talk to everybody else because I'm sure their stories are just as incredible as yours. Oh, they are. They're amazing yeah. people, all of them. Very amazing. Yes. Awesome. So the one thing that I like to make sure that we get to do um, before we end this podcast is I, I like for my guests to be able to give us a plus point. Um, so some words of wisdom, um, some advice for the physical therapist assistant or the profession. So do you think you have anything you could share with us, a, a plus point, something to help us send off the podcast? Well, my plus point would be, you know, even the young PTAs, you know, once you start out, you know, Get your footing, get your bearings, learn your, your learn your craft, but then do get involved. Don't sit on the sidelines, even if it's just going to meetings and finding out what's going on or join a task force or something like that. You know, it bothers me that a lot of PTAs won't be members, period. Uh, they miss so much. It has enriched my career and made me so much better by being a member all these years. And the money is well spent. And, you know, you shouldn't use excuses like that. You know, get involved. You know, try to make a difference, be the voice, because if you don't, you're not a voice and you're, and somebody else is going to decide mm-hmm. what your career is going to be if you don't step up and do it. You know, be an advocate. I mean, I go to our, our uh, advocacy days on the state capitol and talk to my legislators and I go to the, the national ones and talk to my congressmen, you know, and, and PTAs can do that and should do that. Just like PT, PTs, you know, the future, I think, is bright. But it'll be brighter if, if, again, you step up, be a voice, be a member, be an advocate, get in there, make sure that the profession is going in the right direction. I mean, it's just as simple as that, really. Just be there. Be accountable. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great yeah. plus point. Well, thank you. So, <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much, Chris, for joining us. Everyone, Chris Junkins, thank you for hanging out with me this afternoon. I'm so glad that we were able to learn from you. I think that I've learned a lot. Um, I'm sure that everyone else is going to gain a lot from this as well. So we appreciate your time, Chris. Thank you. My pleasure. Absolutely. And we'll meet again. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Okay. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. We're done. We are done. Yeah. So Jimmy will cut it off there. So I can go now or you need you want to talk some more? No, um, you guys are good. Hey, okay. there he is.